from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, February 6th. I'm Marco Werman. The violence in Syria threatens to turn into civil war. We'll hear from Syrian refugees across the border in Turkey. They worry that the rebels don't have what they need to fight the Assad regime. They have no support. Even if they want to do something, they can't do anything there. And later, Israel stepped up rhetoric against Iran and the risks involved. If Israel doesn't attack, then Israel will end up looking like the toothless tiger. That's all coming up on The World. BBC News with Ian Purden. There's been another onslaught by the Syrian army on the city of Homs with hundreds of shells and mortars fired into populated areas. Paul Wood, a BBC correspondent who's in Homs, says residents are calling it the worst bombardment since the uprising began almost a year ago. He sends us this report. Mortars and artillery shells fell steadily. Each blast echoed around the narrow streets. People said it was the worst attack this part of Homs had seen since the start of the uprising. But casualties were relatively light, as everyone knew to stay off the streets. Syrian state television denied there'd been any bombardment. There is no doubt, however, from what we have seen and heard, that hundreds of shells and mortar bombs have been fired at this place during the day. The United States has closed its embassy in Damascus. The State Department said it had been worried about the threat of an armed attack. Meanwhile, diplomatic pressure on Syria is intensifying. The White House warned Syria's allies that backing President Assad was a losing bet, while the British Foreign Secretary William Hague said the president was leading a doomed regime. A British court has granted bail to a radical Muslim cleric alleged to have been a leading al-Qaeda figure in Europe. Last month, the European Court of Human Rights ruled that Abu Qatada should not be deported to Jordan because of the risk that evidence obtained through torture would be used against him. Dominic Kashiani reports. Mr Justice Mitting said that although the radical cleric had been detained pending deportation for more than six years, this unusually long detention was not illegal. But he said the preacher should now be bailed because his deportation to Jordan had been blocked by the European Court. Abu Qatada will be released in the coming days... His bail conditions will be similar to those imposed upon him in 2008, including a very long curfew. Theresa May, the Home Secretary, says the preacher remains a serious threat to national security. The two main Palestinian factions, Fatah and Hamas, have agreed that the Fatah leader, President Mahmoud Abbas, will head an interim government to organise elections in the West Bank and Gaza. The arrangement was negotiated between President Abbas and the Hamas leader, Khaled Mashal. The current Palestinian Prime Minister, Salam Fayyad, said the agreement was a positive move. I issued a statement uh, welcoming it. Uh, I think it's very important that steps be taken to begin to put it into effect as soon as possible. This is something that really needs to happen. National reconciliation in order to begin the task of reuniting the country and institutions of our people. But Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says that President Abbas would be abandoning the way of peace if he implements the deal with Hamas, which it considers a terrorist organisation. World News from the BBC.
President Obama has signed an executive order tightening sanctions on Iranian assets under U.S. control. The Treasury Department said the new sanctions would affect the assets held in the U.S. of all Iranian ministries and state-owned companies and institutions, including the central bank that deals with Iran's vital oil revenues. Brazil has awarded contracts worth billions of dollars to upgrade three of its main airports. The concessions were awarded to major Brazilian companies in association with foreign contractors in an auction at the São Paulo Stock Exchange. Here's Paulo Cabral. The floor of the São Paulo Stock Exchange was packed with journalists, government officials and representatives of the 11 consortia disputing this investment opportunity. However, public sector trade unions protested on the streets of central Sao Paulo against the auction that privatized...